people think I'm kind of funny by taking clients out to dinner or flying to a different state to hang out with them for a day or whatever the case is. But in the post-production, you're gonna take a bigger risk and make a better film because you know these people more. And then in return, you post that film and you're gonna book even better clients and, and better weddings. And then the process is gonna repeat over and over again. Hello everybody and welcome to Show Love episode 11. Uh, my name is Ben, I will be your host and joining me uh, as my first guest from the United States, which I'm very excited about, is one half of the Brothers Martins, it's Henry Martin. Thanks for, thanks for coming on the show, man. Hey, absolutely. I'm uh, super happy to be here. First time for me doing Australian podcasts, so this will be, uh, this'll be, uh, this'll be uh, awesome. All good. Well, I am based in New Zealand, but I'll forgive you. It's all good. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. The one, the podcast where I found out about you, you interviewed Natalie and she's from Australia. Yeah. I just, yeah. man, I can't I believe have been, I just did to, that. To be, oh, that's so bad. To be fair, to be fair, the last like five of my guests have been <laughs> Australians. So, you know, I, I was here quite an obsession with Australian videographers right now. So I can, I can understand the, the confusion. So my bad. Look, it's not the first time a New Zealander has been mistaken for an Australian. So you know, and it won't be the last. One of many. It's all good. <laughs> it won't be the last. All good, man. Well, I'll tell you what. Look, um, everyone watching will, I'm sure, know exactly who you are. Will be Probably super not. familiar with your work. Um, oh come on! You're one of the most famous wedding videographers in the world. Um, your work is incredible. You really and, me up. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. Just you know, don't don't. Let me down, but um, for the sake of um, you know, podcasting world, would you mind giving us a little bit of an elevator pitch on um, who you are, the Brothers Martins, and um, your whole sort of videography journey and weddings? For sure. Um, so the Brothers Martins is comprised of two brothers, uh, my brother Bradford and my, myself. And um, Bradford has been a wedding photographer for about 10 years, um, older brother of mine. And uh, I've been a wedding filmmaker, videographer, cinematographer, whatever you want to call us, um, for five years. Uh, and so um, basically the way we started was uh, Bradford had been doing it. And I was like, you know, selling cars and then had a music background. Um, and so but uh, I started working uh, as an audio engineer for a video production company. And uh, I was just a really curious kind of guy, asked a million questions, um, bought a camera, and then ended up making like a tiny little travel video from one of our trips uh, as a company. Uh, and it was to Indianapolis. Uh, if you guys want to check that out, it's on Vimeo. It's called From Dallas to Indianapolis. It's really bad, but you know, we all start somewhere. <laughs> and uh, it, the guys liked it, you know? And so uh, them being a commercial company, they did not uh, do uh, wedding videos. So my first wedding ever came for, as a referral from them. And it was uh, one of their girlfriend's mom's friends. And so, uh, yeah, so that was in 2014. Um, and so it was my first wedding ever. Uh, I ended up showing up to the wedding, started like shooting, you know, prep shots, had no idea what I was doing because I realized I had never even been to a wedding in my entire young adult life. And so I ended up calling my brother. He came over and shot it with me um, and saved my ass. Uh, so the the start to the Brothers Martins was a couple years after that, whenever I finally got some some skill and a little bit of understanding of what I was doing. Uh, and we decided to join forces together because we thought it'd be awesome to work together, um, to be able to, you know, uh, collaborate on, you know, the same weddings. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so that's how it all started. 
Oh, Siri's dictating me right now. Um, anyways, and so that's uh, how it all started. Uh, yeah, and so for us now, um, we are just a photo and video team who specialize in destination weddings, uh, but still shoot uh, probably about 50% like around Texas local. Yeah, fantastic. Um, cool. So you guys have been uh, working together side by side for the last sort of five years or so. So sorry. So timeline for that would be... 2017 so three years ago okay. this is about 30 yeah. year going into oh, cool. it yeah awesome fantastic and you guys um have got all sorts of awards between the two of you between photo and motion you know like rangefinder awards love story tv things and stuff like that so you know obviously together you guys are quite a quite a power team and we, stuff and you know it working does, is working with your brother you know is it working well uh yeah so rough start right uh there's yeah. always a little bit of the uh you know younger brother older brother thing mm. and me being kind yeah. of the new kid on the block and in the industry maybe i wanted to mm. shake things up a little bit and so um, uh there yeah. was a there was a like an interesting curve but i'm happy to say last like year and a half it's been so smooth um you know yeah. we've really found our collaboration together versus um our friction you know uh, he, cause now, uh, mm -hmm. sometimes, uh, he'll actually second shoot with me. Uh, and so he has a better understanding of what, you know, I'm going for and what I need whenever he's shooting video. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so it's, mm -hmm. it's very smooth now. And I've honestly, imagine it's like, it's probably like working with your wife or something like that. Husband, wife teams, like you yeah. like have the dynamics and you have the flow down, mm -hmm. uh, and it makes it a really yeah. great client experience whenever you both want the same thing. Yeah. Works, man. Fantastic. And so, yeah, you guys have, you know, a really successful um, sort of collaboration now. And um, from what I've seen online, um, you know, your website, um, everything I've seen on social and stuff, um, from some of your um, discussions in the Facebook groups that we're both kind of part of, um, it seems like creating a really good uh, client experience and quite a nice uh, high-end well-rounded client experience is something that's really important to you guys and so that's kind of uh, the main reason why I wanted to get you on the show today is um, to talk through basically everything around the film itself we'll, we'll obviously talk about uh, your filmmaking techniques themselves um, but I think what a lot of people tend to leave by the wayside in the early days of creating their wedding film um, career is the idea of an entire all encapsulating experience, everything from when the couples find you, how they inquire through the whole experience of them, you know, because with weddings, especially it's, you know, a good like 12 to 18 month lead time. Yeah. You know, any in interactions with that um, right through to final delivery. Um, so I kind of want to just sort of basically start at the beginning and just work our way down through um, and cool. Yeah, and chat through all um, all the different aspects of what goes into your whole client experience. Awesome. Um, I will say right off the bat that like uh, I think the end goal for us right is to have um, this. Uh, I don't want to call it like the Brothers Martin's experience because it sounds really cheesy, but yeah. kind of you know. I, I I would I wish I wish <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was like a standard you know in the industry. Mm. Uh, yeah. And so um, I think yeah. that uh, we figured some stuff out, and you know, there's obviously areas that we want to improve on. Um, and you know, t times when you drop the ball, right? Cause like, this is a small business, everybody runs mm. the thing. So, um, I think, but I think the big thing is like, uh, always trying to get better and having a vision of what you want. So, uh, for us, um, mm. uh, 
Bradford and I both uh, like, you know, nice things and we like things to be seamless mm. and we like things to be cohesive. Um, and so that is kind of our, our vision uh, for our clients. And so, uh, I mean, I, as simple as it sounds, it all starts with like the initial contact form, right? Um, we use a, a CRM called Tave or Tave, however you want to say it. Um, mm. And it's so funny because even with Bradford, he Bradford has a really big eye for aesthetics. Uh, and I'm kind of like... Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, eh, whatever, man, like it is how it is. Mm. He hated the way it looked. Right. So uh, he was like, dude, we have to, you know, go spend money and get a coder to custom code this form into our website so that it matches the same, uh, you know, uh, text as our website. It's not something different. doesn't look mm. cheesy. And I was like, all right, cool. So uh, right off the bat, we spent a little bit of money on making sure that that looked good. And we had some custom questions added in there that are imported into Tave. Uh, yeah. And so they inquire with us. And then from there, uh, we have kind of a template that we have that we that we have written up. Um, always changing it and tweaking it. We leave spots for some customization uh, depending on you know how in depth uh, a client's responses to us, inquiries to us, mm-hmm. because you know some couples yeah. will write their whole story. Some couples just want pricing, so we kind of have some flexibility there. Um, but in the initial email, we really have spent some time making sure that it sounds like us. Uh, it sounds like even how we want to be perceived, right? Um, and so, uh, yeah. Am I, am I doing it? Is this like what you're wanting? Just kind of like start? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, the bit about um, custom coding that contact form is fantastic because I use a, a CRM too. Yeah. And I find it fantastic. I've been using it for maybe a year and a half or so. It's like... Well, I'll never go back from not using CRM. <laughs> yeah. But um, it, I know. Um, but... It does like the, the contact form they provide. It it looks like you've taken a contact form and just stuck it like yeah. a sticker on top of your website. Yeah. So um, I might look into custom coding it to fit yeah. the website. Better. I don't know the website, but there's like a freelance mm. coder website that my brother found, and you can just yeah. post the job in there, and then they can do it for you mm. for like a couple oh, hundred yeah. bucks. It's awesome. Mm. So uh, yeah. or if you're a coder yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So, just kind of uh, yeah. our big thing is we we want to and like e- this year even we're talking like we're gonna get ready to invest in mm. really hiring a top notch uh, coder, uh, not coder. I'm sorry, um, a top notch uh, copywriter because um, I feel like mm-hmm. our website has beautiful images and we and we wrote our own copy because we tried to hire someone cheaper and it was just kind of kind of similar to what we were saying. So this year even we yeah. have big goals of really um, making some amazing uh, copy for our website. Sorry, Siri. I don't know mm-hmm. how you turn her off, but she whatever I'm saying really must sound like, hey, Siri. Yeah. Um, so anyways. Um, so sorry, guys. OK, so, uh, yeah. So just, again, trying to refine the experience and uh, and get our, our mm-hmm. vision of how people perceive us uh, and get our name out there in the industry. That's a big goal, not even in the industry to an extent, but more so just, you know, in the sphere and get people to look at our work, uh, you know, from the very first impressions of our website, you know, not just see work, but mm. see a very finished brand and a very finished, um, you know, company so that whenever they see our rates, it makes sense, you know, and they have to have us and they feel confident in the decision. Um, yeah. That's like a big thing for us. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess um, to kind of take a step back before we sort of move on is how would you kind of, um, describe the overall kind of um ideal experience like when couples landing on your website what are you trying to get them to sort of feel and get a sense of um, yeah um in order to get them to fill in that form that makes sense yeah we think 
our work does speak for itself. Um, and so mm-hmm. but I think the feeling that we're always trying to convey is, um, is art, um, and art in like a very, um, uh, modern sense. Like we, we don't want people to look at our wedding photos and our wedding videos and say, Oh, this is a wedding video. Right. Um, we want people to, to feel something and maybe it's something different than what they would feel on, on other websites that they're shopping. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so I think I don't I, I don't really think I have like a a, defi- a definitive answer for like what we're trying to make them feel. We just want them to um, see the work and you know read the about us section and get an understanding that um, what we deliver to our clients is completely custom and can, each film and in photo session is going to be completely unique to what's important to them. Uh, taking their mm-hmm. incredible, incredible vision and pairing it with our creativity. So that's kind of the yeah. summary, I guess. Yeah. But that's because the I thing. Think, yeah. Yeah, you, oh, I was going to say, I think you, you do let your, your work speak for itself. And because the website is, itself is quite um, simple, sort of, well, I, I was going to say minimal. It's not, um, you know, going on and on and on and on and on about all sorts of like your, your about page is really refined. Um, you know, you've got that really beautiful, clean photo of the both of you on there. You've just got, like, when you click your films, it's just your films. People just watch them. Um, and so I think it is, it's sort of, you've just created this really nice, clean shell for your work to kind of sit in and then get people to inquire from there. Yeah. I and mean, I think that that's there's cool. definitely a level that's deeper. If, if we can find, talking a little bit more about what we're about right before they inquire Mm -hmm. so we want to we again trying to refine that thing and we think that hiring someone who's a wordsmith Mm -hmm. uh will really help with uh you know defining that and expressing it to people looking at the website get them even a little bit more excited um so that because we we don't want them to just think oh we're hiring artists right because artists Mm -hmm. discount and cheap you know so we want like them to think like we're hiring you know Somebody, we're commissioning someone to create some art for us, which is, I think, hopefully a little bit different. Awesome. Now, um, before we kind of take the next step into, yeah. into the process, um, I guess we kind of like um, sort of give a bit of a caveat. The fact that you guys are a photo and video team, there will be parts of the of the workflow, parts of the of the client experience process that may not match exactly with a solo video, videographer, but I'm sure as we go along, we'll be able to. Um, you know, people will be able to sort of figure out their own way. They'll they'll pluck things. Yeah, out yeah, of yeah. That. And since um, I do the video side, most of what I say will mm. be from my perspective. You know, um, yeah, totally. and also a question I'm sure someone already is asking is, um, mm. do we work together for every wedding? No, um, I'd say we mm. only work together about thirty percent of the year, and then the other sixty percent is working okay. with other companies. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Good to know going, going, going forward. Okay, yeah. so I guess, um, so you've got your website and basically, you know, couples inquire. What happens then? Once once the inquiry form comes through, yep. what gears start to go in motion for you guys? Yeah, right. So uh, big gear is kind of analyzing the lead, right? Like how much information mm-hmm. do they give us about them and their story? Uh, where are they getting married location-wise? Um, you know, and just trying to figure out, uh, you know, what are these like what's yeah what's going on here? Uh, but the the th- thing is, we always shoot back uh, initial email, 
Um, we are really trying to get that initial email always to be within 24 hours. Sometimes it slips through the crack when you're traveling or whatever, um, especially if you want to write up more of a custom thing. If it's a template, you can just pop it off. But um, again, always try to put a little personality and response to what they gave us in that initial lead. So um, yeah, so we uh, trying to get it down to always be in response time under 24 hours. Um, and the sooner the better, because these guys are shopping, even though they love your work, they're probably sending inquiries out to everyone. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so that, and we'll show them our base pricing, um, and what, like what it'll take to get us out there. Um, and, uh, to film, to film and photograph or just film or just photograph their wedding. Um, and then we always try to schedule a call. Uh, and the calls are a big, uh, a big part of the booking process. Um, even with planners, uh, if like a planner sends a lead, like I personally, I think I've done it. I think I made an exception once, but I just don't like to book weddings without talking to the couples. Um, and I think a lot mm-hmm. of that ties back into the artistic side of what we do, um, versus the business side. I want to make sure that I'm going to enjoy, you know, working with this couple and that they value their video and that it will be, you know, a good experience for both parties. Uh, and so, yeah. And so try to get on the, on the phone call and then those phone calls, uh, I, lo- I love doing phone calls with clients. I usually don't do Skype calls at first. Sometimes we do, but, um, usually just do a phone call, uh, keep it really simple, but, um, it's just about getting to know one another, getting to hear a lot more about their story, answering any questions like everyone does phone calls. There's nothing really special to what we do mm. with that. Um, except for, you know, we just try to, um, make connection points and build, you know, rapport, uh, try to find commonalities, um, that we have between us. And so, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I just feel like every, I feel like most people kind of do the same thing mm. for, for that part of the process. And, um yeah that's my answer <laughs> yeah and so is it usually is it usually just the sort of the one skype call um and then is it kind of they either book or they don't or do yeah. you kind of have yeah, a bit well, more of usually a, yeah. usually the only time mm-hmm. if there's a little bit more is if they're trying to figure out budget right um and yeah. like maybe we're on the high end of their budget and maybe there's a little bit either you know motivation or you know sometimes maybe it's a little bit of like sacrificing a little bit on the package to book the job and lower the price a little bit it just kind of mm. depends on what's happening but um i would say that most of the time if we do a client consult they're gonna book because um yeah. at that point they've really gotten to know you they can tell that we're really social that we're gonna make them feel really comfortable um, and we talk about, you know, uh, taking them out to dinner and taking them out to drinks or whatever and getting to know them. Um, that's a big part of what we do versus a lot of people. A lot of people don't like to do that. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so, um, I think they like that. And then the, the, from there we use, use Tave and we, uh, send them over a mm. proposal and, uh, and then, uh, with the base package and anything else we talked about and try to, you know, hopefully get some add-ons and see, you know, if they want them and, uh, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, um, I might use this as a bit of a segue then to start to talk about um, your packaging add-ons and how you kind of um, lay that out. Yeah. Um, and if you have a bit of a, any techniques to make it seem less like salesy and more friendly or, or how you guys kind of go about doing that. Yeah, I think uh, I think it kind of comes down to that brand, right? And like how your brand is perceived. Um and there's there's a there's a way that I look at it in the sense of, and I don't ever want to come across as egotistical, but the way that I look at um, what we do is, yes, you know, we might be expensive, um, but um, we really do take a genuine interest in each client, and we really do create a custom film for each client. Um, and so, with that being said, um, 
that gives me a lot of confidence to know that not a lot of other companies do that. That they can say, yeah, yeah, we like make custom films. When you look at their portfolio, it's very much the same. And so um, our clients that reach out to us really, really, really see the customness in each film and that each film portrays like a lot of unique elements from that couple. And so it doesn't feel very salesy because, um, you know, I know that we're going to do an amazing job for them. Um, so if, and I, I'm not the one, I'm not one to either also, this is where I think it gets kind of salesy, right? Try to sell them something that they don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. uh, some clients will say, oh my God, I love this video I saw on, on Instagram. Right. So I know that like to them, Instagram teaser is something that they may want to add on. Um, and, uh, yeah. you know, some people may say, oh, I like love these, like, you know, super fun videos. Um, like Brittany and Daryl from Austin is a, is a big like drawer in from mm-hmm. us. It's just super fun and wild. And so I know with those couples, I'm not going to try to sell them on extra hours of coverage. I'm not going to try to sell them on a longer film because that style film needs to be like five minutes and or under, you know? Yeah. Um, and so there are like, um, I guess that's kind of situational. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, um, it doesn't come across salesy because it comes across to me trying to like mm-hmm. figure out what's important to them and well, what do they want? And then this is the cost. Cool. Awesome. Um, okay. So, well, you know, perfect scenario, all going well, couples book you in. Yeah. Um, you, you, you mentioned it before about, um, taking them out for dinner, but, um, yeah. What happens once you book them? Yeah. Uh, so once they book us, um, right now and in the past, it's been pretty straightforward, right? They book us, uh, and then depending on when their wedding is, we want to schedule a dinner or drinks to go out and hang out for a night. Um, we talk a little bit about the wedding at those, but, uh, most mm. of the time it's just about getting to know each other outside of, uh, the, the creative field. Right. And just hanging out and having mm. drinks together and like, um, really connecting. And so, um, those dinners are, uh, I, I, it's my favorite part of probably, of probably the entire, uh, thing because it's still before the wedding. You get to meet these people as like much more people when they're not like around all the stress of a wedding day. Um, and so, um, I talked about it at vision quest, uh, which is a workshop here in the States. And, um, they're they're very strategic because as much as I want to know about the couple, I also know that it's equally as important as important that um, they that I build value in you know myself or our brand, you know, um, and so that's a great time to do it because every other interaction that you have with that couple is going to be about them and about the wedding. So um, people think I'm kind of funny by taking clients out to dinner or flying to a different state to hang out with them for a day or whatever the case is. Um, but, um, it makes a big difference in my creative process, uh, because, um, I talked, uh, I, I call it kind of, eh, whatever. It doesn't matter what I call it, but basically my thought process is, um, they book you, um, you go do dinner and you guys get to feel really comfortable around each other. So that means they give, they feel more confident with you and more relaxed. And in that way you feel more confident in what you do so that in the post-production, you're going to take a bigger risk and make a better film because you know these people more. And then in return, you post that film and you're going to book even better clients and, and better weddings. And then the process is going to repeat over and over again. Um, and that's something that I've seen firsthand and I absolutely love it. Yeah, and I think that's probably one of the parts that people probably don't um, think you know think is obvious because most people would probably look at you taking couples out to dinner and think, well, you've already booked them. Why are you spending more money on trying to woo them? <laughs> Investment, you know, but it is about that post production 
you know, about that other end mm-hmm. of the process when you both know them really well and they trust you and are sort of bought into you and your experience and your brand and implicitly so you can take more risks with the film yeah. and therefore book book those more you know just it's just an ongoing process from there it so, is and yeah. you guys yeah I'm, I'm always i was always really before i started doing dinners i was really jealous of photographers mm. because they got to meet the couple and like hang out with them so i was always like odd man out mm. on the wedding day because they were like best yeah. friends of the photographer i mean sure the photographer has a little bit better deal because they're getting paid to hang out with them but um mm. i just posted in a group a screenshot um after uh my last dinner with a client and they were like, just, they were so nice. And they said some nice things and they're like, we're even, we were excited, but now we're even more excited. Um, and so it's just, that stuff is like um, invaluable on the wedding day, you know, when, whenever they're excited. Cause then they're also, cause they booked me and I, I didn't really have a big personality and like a connection with them before the wedding day. They're not going to be at the wedding day talking to their friends about how awesome we are and like how much fun they have with us at dinner and you know, all this stuff. So, um, all that stuff mm-hmm. kind of plays into people paying more eventually, you know, when you have an amazing experience. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and so besides the, the, the dinner, is there any other kind of, yeah, um, are the ordinary um, interactions before the actual day itself? Timeline planning. Um, so one of the things yeah. that's cool is uh, usually the dinners happen before timelines are ever you know out there, um, or usually happen like a month or two when rough timelines are there. Uh, we always talk to the couple uh, about the importance of helping them with their timeline, finding out what's important to them, um, and so that we can just put more space in that part of the day. And then other areas that aren't important, that's cool. We can keep those pretty compressed as most timelines are really rushed. Um, and so, uh, like I'll also ask them, Hey, are you the type of bride that if things get really stressed, do you need to like go take a break or are you okay to like power through it? Uh, and depending on their answer, we'll kind of determine how we structure or how we suggest the timeline. Because um, we never want to step on other vendors' toes or anything like that. Uh, we just want to make sure that w- what's important to our couple, we have enough time to be creative and document it. Because and, I have this saying that like a, a bad timeline is like the ultimate enemy of creativity. Um, and it sounds like a really bold statement, but it always captures my like client's attention uh, because it is. I've, I've shot some weddings with bad timelines, and, the, and like the films turn out good. But like if we had more time, we could have gotten just some really magical stuff. Uh, so I've learned my lesson, mm. and I've just figured out how to uh, apply it to my business to be like an advocate for my uh, for my client and say what's important to you. Okay, let's make sure we have time to do that. So yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. like the only and, and, like, thing that's like out of the ordinary, I think, before the wedding day. Yeah, yeah. When I first started um, in wedding videos, uh, when I'd you know meet the clients and stuff it, around the timeline, especially, it was very much okay. Just tell me what's happening. Whereas these days, I'm like, yeah. okay, let's work together to make the timeline as as you know, like the photographer does a, a big part of that. But then there's little video specific things yeah. um, that I help tweak as well. Um, and I think that's just yeah. confidence, you know, to. Um, uh, know that you can have a, 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 an influence on how the day will run, and that it's not a, a selfish thing. It's about the couple's enjoyment and their, you know, the overall outcome for their film at the end of the, of the day. Absolutely, absolutely. I think um, I think if your clients can look at you as like an advocate for them, um, it's like the it's that's like the best way for a client to look at you, like uh, that you're trying to help them. Um, and so, and generally. 
most photographers like the suggestions I make, right? <laughs> like, like who doesn't want like an extra 10 minutes for uh, her to like get her bridal portraits of her? Because um, that affects, you know, both parties. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, there are things where planners are like, mm, we don't have time for it. And so I'll just kind of figure out there's don't do it just to do it right. Mm. Do it because you have like uh, a, something very distinct you're trying to yeah. accomplish. Yeah. So cool. That's awesome. Um, fantastic. Okay. Um, and so if sort of uh, basically once the schedule of the day is um, all locked in, um, is there anything that you guys do um, like right before the wedding? Are you like checking in? A couple of days out to say, has anything changed, or are you kind of leaving I, them, honestly, leaving them I, to I, it in those in those couple of days? I think something that we want to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think something that we should do is just, uh, I, I, I don't know if we should do it. Should the word should implies judgment? Yeah. So um, my wife's just a therapist, yeah. and so I've like learned all these yeah. different things. I, and I so like that. something that we could yeah. do um, might be to. Uh, Maybe just send the bride a text and say, hey, like, can't wait to see you tomorrow. Just so she knows mm. we're coming. Because I heard about this weird thing about some bride just like some videographer didn't check in and she got all worked up and they were like, yeah, of course <laughs> we're going to be there. Like, like, what are you talking about? So anyways, I don't know. Uh, I might just start like reaching out to couples and be like, hey, like super excited mm. uh, to see you guys tomorrow. Congratulations. But I also think that um, they're so busy on the wedding weekend and they're already so stressed. And so I don't know if that's like a, something that would be, a, you know negative versus a positive yeah. uh but right now we don't do anything we just uh you know make sure we have that timeline and uh and show up on time and uh start doing the thing you know um, cool all yeah. right well sp speaking of doing the thing um let's talk about the day itself <laughs> um you know how do you guys conduct just you know sort of basically everything besides filming how do you guys conduct yourself what do you wear um you know how are you interacting with the couple how are you interacting with the guests with the photographer Let's talk about all, all that. Totally. Big <laughs> topic. Um, very much like our films, um, our experience and kind of uh, the way we conduct ourselves uh, and even appearance is dependent on the style of wedding that we're shooting. Um, uh, for instance, I have a wedding uh, coming up on the 1st of February and it is uh, at the Ritz-Carlton. It's a black tie event. So um, I went out and spent some money and uh, I got some black Lulu pants. I cannot recommend them enough. They are life changing. Um, so they're like four way stretch and really comfy, but they're the dress slack version of it. So uh, I got those. I invested in this awesome company and this is a while ago, but I invested in this awesome company called Wolf and Shepherd. They make uh, Italian style shoes with uh, uh, sneaker bases on them basically. Not, but they're not thick, they're very thin. So they look good. They look good and these are the most comfortable shoes I've ever, ever had. Nice. Um, and uh, I'm not endorsed by them, <laughs> but I should be. Uh, they're seriously. I, so I bought them in August, man. And like, I used to only be able to go about 10 hours before needing to change shoes. I shot a 14 hour wedding with these and my feet were totally fine the next day. I mean, it's just, I don't know how they do it. It's, it's black magic. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so for this uh, wedding, I'm just going to be dressed up to the, I, basically tuxedo. I got, I got this awesome tuxedo shirt from Miz in Maine, but it's a four way stretch. So I'm be really comfortable. The only thing that's not like super stretchy is my jacket. Um, but I'll be dressed to the nine and it's going to be uh, very formal, right? So I'll just blend in with everybody else. Uh, then we have this wedding um, that was down at South Congress Hotel. And, uh, you know, I just wear like comfortable, like, uh, I don't know, I'm not wearing like jeans and t-shirt, but, you know, 
like really nice black pants and you're just all black and I, I think I wore I think I wore this black t-shirt actually which is funny because it's like a long tee mm-hmm. uh, with my cowboy yeah. hat because it kind of fit in with those vibes um, and so from a apparel standpoint uh, that's really important I think it's important to analyze who's the who's the planner at this wedding that you're going to you know what is the attire that everyone else is going to be wearing um and so you don't always have to match it uh but the thing is you want to i just feel like when you go to higher end jobs really look like the part you know um and so um I think that's really important. And then as far as it goes for conducting ourselves, um, we're never not a personality. So we are always um, like, we have our little sayings that we say when we walk in the bridal suite, uh, get people laughing, introduce ourselves, um, all that kind of stuff, no matter what the vibe is, right? Um, and so, um, and then by the but honestly, by the reception time, um, people are like already telling the bride and groom it's not 100 percent of the time but it's 90 percent of the time oh my god these guys are so much fun because we're out there on the dance floor we're like filming just like mm-hmm. singing and like in people's faces with cameras and so um i feel like that would kind of skip the whole day but um the the thing is is you kind of have to be a chameleon i think um it's not about you but at the same time you don't want to just be a weird little mm. guy in the corner in my opinion for our brand you know that doesn't say anything um we want to ha- tell some jokes we want to listen to people we want to ask questions you know um and let people know that we're there um and so uh, yeah so i think uh, as far as it goes for for that question I, I hope i answered it in enough detail um there's nothing on the wedding day that's like you know super out of the ordinary that that we do i guess or whatever so um, our biggest thing is just being really prepared and knowing the timeline and so that we can, you know, either move people along or we can just kind of be present in the moment and uh, and just fit into whatever's yeah. happening. Do you guys take um, video specific time like it's during like the the photo session and stuff to yeah. No, I, I haven't I, I used to mm. a long time ago, but I haven't had to in a long time, which I'm really mm. thankful for. Um, and also I this is gonna sound everybody loves good Mm. portraits and I do too. I love getting a great portrait session. Uh, but I shot this film that is still on my website. It's probably one of my most popular films and it, uh, I had no Mm. portraits in it and it was like one of the best things that ever happened to me because it pushed me in so many other creative ways in that film. Um, so after that, I kind of cared less, Yeah, you know, I, I look for, I try to look for story, the, you know, other areas of the day that will, you know, but I always, I, I always try to get portraits because, the kind of the only visual way to um, symbolize their connectivity and their togetherness and their those, oneness those is shots, by yeah. portraits. So, yeah, yeah. So um, I have like some weddings that are like nighttime. And if they don't want to do a first look, then I'll definitely be like, okay, I've got to take you out mm-hmm. during reception just to get a couple night portraits just to just to symbolize that, yeah. you know, so. Um, yeah, cool. And um, I guess this is the last piece of the puzzle is um, photographers, especially when you're not working with your brother, um, you know, are you yeah. um, often working with photographers you don't know? Are you trying to keep a really nice, nice rapport going with them? Um, is it easy to kind of work with them yeah. and stuff? Absolutely. Um, I think that I think that videographers have a bad rep uh, with yeah. photographers, and I don't necessarily blame <laughs> photographers. Um, I, and I, I hate to say that I'm not like on the photographer's side, uh, but um, it's really rare to have like situations where you can't work as a team. 
Um, but something that's like really uh, important is knowing your value in relation to photographer to the couple. Uh, sounds like a weird question. Um, you have to be delicate when asking the couple that, but I've done that before, or they sometimes they'll even just tell you, uh, but find out, Hey, like, um, like how important is, uh, your film in relation to the photography, as far as it goes for timeline and the wedding day. Um, I want to make sure that, that whatever is the most important, um, to you that, you know, that they, that we lead if it's us and there's no right or wrong answer, whatever you can word it however you want to. Um, but you just want to know, like, do I need to like push through and get my stuff, my shots that I need, or can I just like maybe take a little bit more chill approach and shoot around and then get like a couple of like lead shots, you know, like when you're in prime mm -hmm. position, uh, for portraits or other areas of the day. Does that make sense? Um, it's always a little bit of a game. Um, but I've had like last year I only had one photographer that we had issues yeah. with, you know, like actual yeah. issues. So yeah. it's pretty rare. Cause, um, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what you're like in terms of referrals, but I get a lot of referrals from photographers. So I guess, a lot of my, yeah, um, I guess, like my experience on the day, um, I there is part of my my brain that is thinking about how the photographers are experiencing us on the day because whilst I'm also hoping yeah. hoping to yeah, get yeah. great referrals from the couple, I'm also hoping to get great referrals from the photographer. So it's sort of one other element. To, it's sort of you are playing a bit of a game with making sure you're you're pleasing everyone in that regard, and and whilst getting everything you need, yeah. Do you know 31 yeah. films yeah. out of Houston? Yeah. I mean, they're awesome. Uh, Aaron said, he said it best, just be yeah, a good exactly. person. Yeah, totally. You know, like, and, and, and most of the time because, so I sold cars for three years of my life. And selling cars is like times a hundred of what videographers have to go through with photographers in the sense that um, videographers have a little bit of a stigma with most photographers about, oh, these guys are going to ruin my shit, right? But imagine selling cars where they think you're the biggest piece of shit human <laughs> being on the face of the earth trying to take their yeah. money and sell you a crappy car. So so if I could overcome that, overcoming to me, it's like a lot easier to overcome like whatever things are going on with, with photographers. But uh, referrals are a big thing. So just be a good person. And um, if, if you actually know what you're doing from the cinema side, you mm. can see light and stuff. Photographers are going to like that and they'll be like, oh, okay these guys know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so, cause I have one photographer that I work with a decent amount and she was always like, Oh, I love your reception lighting. I don't even bring flashes to the reception when I work with you. Cause it always looks, I'm like, Oh, that's yeah. so nice. Thank you. Um, cause it works for yeah. both of us. So anyway, so, um, yeah, just be a good person. Like Aaron said, and it'll, it'll be yeah. great. Um, I got a lot more photography referrals before I joined forces with yeah. my brother. <laughs> yeah. People are probably scared <laughs> that your brother's going to pinch their booking. I always told him, um, just cause I never wanted anything weird to happen, not from Bradford's perspective, but from like the client, maybe, maybe just changing their mind. I said, only refer me after they've signed contracts yeah. with you. Like for the ones that referred me often, just, I was like, always wanted to be really clear, but that's something Bradford and I knew going into business yeah. together. I was probably going to drop off some of those leads. So trying to pick them up from other areas. Yeah, totally. Um, cool. Okay. So. You guys, you guys don't have Topo Chico in New Zealand. No, yet, no. Is it is it a beer? Is it it's a like, what is ew. it? No, no, no. It's a carbonated water. Yeah. It's like really carbonated. Oh, so good. Nice. I'll have to I'll have to look it up. I have to send you a case. Yeah. Nice man. Um, cool. Okay. So, um, I guess I I didn't really want to go too much into gear itself, but I think it'd be you know I'd be remiss if we didn't chat a little bit about gear. Um, 
So, sure. and especially because you are creating a high-end experience. And I think there's sort of two elements to, I, I want to talk about your gear. One in terms of um, uh, the actual outcome of the footage and the quality of it um, and the kinds of shots you're getting. Yeah. Um, but then also what I'd love to talk a little bit about um, the experience of the kinds of cameras you're bringing um, and what they look like. Um, cause you know, it, p- people often, um, talk about this in regards to corporate work. You know, you'll put like a matte box on your camera and rig it all up just yeah. to make the corporate client feel <laughs> more comfortable that you bring in fancy gear. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about, um, I guess the perception of what you're bringing and then the actual outcome of that in terms of footage? For sure. I don't know if clients know yeah. the difference. Um, uh, I really don't. The only thing that we've done drastically different that in the industry of videographers has backlash, but in in reality <laughs> has been amazing is we were using easy rigs at weddings yeah. for a while and, uh, we still use them every once in a while. And, um, people in our industry thought this, you're stupid. Mm. This is such a distraction. Um, and we've had nothing but 100% positivity rate from a million guests. Yeah. <laughs> saying oh my god these are awesome so as far as it goes for our rigs being bigger we get compliments mm. on them because they are pretty big because uh, the cameras you use but here's the thing the easy rigs definitely give a perceived value of oh my god this couple hired somebody super legit i've never seen this mm. at another wedding right um so um anyway so with that being said the cameras we're using um are black magic uh pocket cameras uh we have some 4ks and a 6k um, and yeah, they, they get a little bit big, but I don't think that, uh, that perceived value has really been huge every once in a while. Cause we have our seven inch small HD mm. monitors on there, which are awesome. <laughs> um, it's like Natalie said, how she has the yeah. five inch on there and she can't go back. I went to a seven inch and I can't go back to the five. I, lo- I love the yep. five inch. I loved it. I was like, oh, this is great. I went to the seven inch and I was like, oh God, I can never go back to five yeah, inch. You're having, like a, tw- like, you're having uh, like a 26 like- inch monitor, like hanging off your camera. <laughs> I'm just going to put my yeah. laptop on top of it and just plug in the HDMI. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, but anyways, with that being said, um, those uh, we love those cameras and uh, I just don't think that it's brought any perceived value. I think the easy rigs have bought, brought more perceived value. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is funny, but, um, as far as it goes for it, like maybe like the stereotype of like high end weddings and you deliver like the highest end, um, image quality, maybe, um, we shot on Sony a seven threes for, you know, a long time, a seven S's and a seven S twos and a seven threes, um, for a long time. And, uh, I still think to this day that those cameras, you could be charging $30,000 a wedding and you could deliver 1080 files on those cameras if you know what you're doing yeah. and it will be totally fine. Um, the only reason that I switched uh, is just pers- I-, I was getting really like, I feel like it's 8-bit. I feel like we really maxed out the most I could do like color-wise and just dynamic range um, and scenics and stuff. So um, the only reason we switched is my personal uh, enjoyment during editing. Yeah. Um, I was getting a little, uh, discouraged, a little kind of mad. Mm. So, uh, to give myself a kick in the pants and really enjoy the editing process a little bit more, um, I, I switched over to the, to the bigger cameras and, uh, yeah. And it's really for the destination work, the yeah. local work. I actually hate shooting on them because it's, it's overkill. Um, but for the destination work, I really love being able to show scenics and show locations and such, um, you know, immense detail. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Man. And besides the cameras itself, um, are you guys using um, 
things. I mean, because from from seeing your films, it seems like most of it's handheld, but using things like gimbals and obviously drones. I've seen drones and your work and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely some um, drones. Um, huge fan of the Mavic mm, Two Pro. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the it's the freaking drone to, to be portable and best image quality out of their whole mm. lineup. Um, and um, yeah, so as far as it goes for other stuff, we use gimbals. Um, it's so situational. Mm. Like if, if a couple wants like a Britney and Daryl uh, fun video, I usually bust out the gimbal for like one shot. Um, if the, but if it's going to be more of a romantic, dramatic yeah. kind of cinematic love story, um, I'll bust out the gimbal a little bit more. Last summer, I spent like a couple hundred bucks on like rigging it out, the yep. Ronin S for the Blackmagic 6K. Not a good gimbal yeah. for it because it's, it's all yeah. top heavy and you have to have manual focus and stuff. But I did it and I'm, I regret it because I spent so much money. Now it's all sitting in my garage. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but I, going actually, it's so funny because going forward, I'm switching. I'm going to buy the Lettuce Helix or yeah. Helix Junior or Helix Pro, not sure yet, because it's it's like mm. for cinema cameras, it's all uh, linear yeah. and make, it seems like it, it seems like the best gimbal yeah. out there. I'm really excited about it um, because I have some jobs like some elopements where I'm solo shooting and I want versatility and I want, you know, very smooth transitions and stuff. So um, the gear stuff is completely dependent on, you know, what style of film we're trying to put together. Um, and uh, yeah, so drones, gimbals, uh, easy rigs, um, you know, follow focuses. We, we don't use map boxes, but I really want to use those new uh, ones that came out from uh, uh Who's the YouTuber who has a partnership with that oh, company? Not Polar Peter Pro. M Peter McKinnon. Is it Polar Pro? I think, yeah. There's this new map box yeah. out. That's the one amazing. That just clips it's on called the front. Basecamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's and it's variable in D square. Yeah. And as I'm like real excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. But it's like seven hundred dollars. So yeah. <laughs> I have to buy two of everything. So yeah. it's very expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, anyways, but uh, the gear the gear stuff is yeah. is cool. I, I I am a big gearhead, mm. but I just don't think that buying new gear is going to make your films better until you know what you're trying yeah, to do. Exactly. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I guess one other section of the gear I'd love to talk about before we move on from this entirely is audio because sound design and audio quality is yeah. a huge part of your film so um do you want to just give us a little bit Thank of, of uh, outline on what sort of audio gear you're bringing because i think that's an area that totally. people it's you know everyone's obsessed on the cameras and the image and um the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's something that like videographers have a, a phobia of microphones and learning about audio equipment <laughs> I think because yeah. we know it's such a bitch a to bitch. learn a new thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like we all remember when we were learning cinematography, mm. I still am. And so learning like another, mm. you know, part of it, but it's, it's 50% of yeah, it. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'd love to talk about that. Um, for the, for the longest time we were using DR10, uh, Sennheiser, uh, Tascam DR10, mm. uh, packs, but we replaced the lavaliers with the Senkin COS 11 D, uh, lavalier mm. microphones. Um, we just kind of like the, the sound straight out a, a little mm. bit better. It's not worth it. The other ones are great too. Just, you have to know why you're buying a $400 microphone. Yeah. Um, and so for the longest time we used those, uh, but recently with the release of the, uh, and that was it. So we used like lavaliers on everybody that we could. Um, and, uh, and that's, and then of course, um, for, if there's like speeches or somebody has a handheld microphone, um, the big thing to do is to take a backup out of like the DJ board mm -hmm. of the speaker, right? That's a backup. The actual feed you want is out of the receiver for the microphone. Yeah. 
um, a receiver has two outputs. You know, one goes to the DJ and then you take the other one so that nothing he's doing affects you and you're getting a clean feed. Um, and so in all of our films, that's it. And as far as it goes for sound design, maybe some of the films we had like those Rode micro uh, shotgun mm-hmm. microphones on there. A lot of the times it was just, if it's natural sound that's really low in the mix, it's just yeah. internal. Um, and uh, yeah, and so, but going forward, um, a couple of years ago, it's funny that people mentioned this whole sound mm-hmm. aspect of our wedding films, uh, because a couple of years ago, maybe 2017 or 18, I made a conscious effort. I am going to put more like sound in our films. And so, um, so it's cool because I still carry that like mantle today about getting better. Um, so with that being said, um, with the release of the new Mix Pre 6, uh, Mark II, um, or Mix Pre, you Mix Pre 3 Mark II, or the Zoom F6, um, it's all 32-bit float audio. So I've left the, uh, the Tascam packs and I've gone uh, back to wireless packs um, so that I can have them recorded into the Mix Pre and get, uh, you know, virtually impossible audio to mess up. Yeah. Um, so it's cool. So so now we're using the Mix Pre 6 uh, and we're also using um, in the Rode Link uh, Pro system, I think it's called. Yeah. We have a couple of those and I also have a Rode Go as okay. well. Um, and they're both fantastic. And we just plug those in there and record straight to there. Um, and that's like our new thing. And then I'm also a big fan of the Sankin shotgun mm-hmm. microphone, the CS2, yeah. I think it is. Um, Nice microphone. Uh, we're gonna start do it using that, incorporating that. And my buddy David has it, and I borrowed it, and we used it for a letter reading. Yeah. It sounds like so much better than a lavalier. So um, yeah, we're gonna start using that kind of stuff to just improve and get better. But um, you have to like again, you have to know like what you're trying to do and like take little steps. You don't have to go out and buy mm-hmm. all the most expensive stuff at first. You know, like make work, like make it, make it the shittiest thing, the best it can possibly be, or oh, not shit, make the normal thing the best it can possibly be. Uh, and then when you learn how to process that audio and, and mix it in, and then you can actually hear the differences and maybe the higher quality yeah. stuff. So nice. Fantastic. But yeah, I guess my answers are way no, too long. Um, all my answers are so long. Dude, I'm loving it. This is great. Like the, the worst is when people give like, one sentence answers and it's like, okay, how can I stretch this out? No, this is perfect. This is fantastic. Um, so I guess I guess I, I want to, I guess, leave gear behind. But I guess to kind of wrap us up on the gear side. Um, yeah. It doesn't really matter. Like you said, it's there's a, there's a tiny bit of, of client perception around like, whoa, these guys hired, you know, amazing high-end videographers. But beyond that sort yeah. of initial sort of snap impression um it you know it's sort of you know little minute i would say this a a client that sees you at a wedding with a red Mm. camera when they inquire like they're getting married they're not going to pay more because you have a red they're going to say they're going to it's all about how they feel when they see your work and your brand so with that being said i always think gear should be for you like I think if you invest in gear and you use a specific thing, it should be because that's what you enjoy yep. most. Because when you enjoy it the most, um, it's gonna show in your in your work. So yeah. Yeah. We're good. Even though it's cool to get compliments on your gear. Yeah. You know, if you're not doing it for yourself, then yeah, yeah. no one's gonna pay more yeah, for it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Because commercial work, the commercial work you itemize, like you charge them for yeah. a red package or yeah. an RE package or whatever the case yeah. is, you know? Wedding clients, yeah. you know, you know, you know, you know, shoot as long as yeah. it looks good as oh, yeah. your other videos. Yeah, you, 
you haven't thought about adding a like a red package as an as an add-on to your to your wedding films? <laughs> That'd be a nightmare. Oh yeah. man. I shot on a red and an A7S2 mm. and my, no one can no. tell the difference. Filmmakers no. or clients. I've played yeah. this game. It's in the, literally the whole Iceland film is shot yeah. on a red Epic yeah. W like with the with the helium sensor like yeah. 40 grand and a little $2500 yeah. camera and they matched yeah. up perfectly. Yeah. That, so, yeah, that, that's the lesson right there. Um, cool. Okay. Leaving gear behind. Um, we're now in... Get out yeah. of here. Gear. Get out of here. So we're now sort of... Wedding day is done. We're now in sort of post-production land. Um, I want to talk about teaser edits um, and and how they yeah. are perceived by clients because I've started doing them more heavily. I, I, I don't I, I don't even actually offer it as a add-on yet i've just started doing it for every single Item. wedding um just basically basically cool. for free as an extra but i try and get it out real soon um after the the wedding and i've seen a huge um response from that so let, let, let's chat about teasers isn't yeah. that wild um so yes just yes to all this so i think the entire reason to offer teasers it's marketing material exactly. for yourself, right? I mean, essentially. Um, I like getting people to pay for it because it does mm-hmm. take work, right? Um, and they're they're benefiting it. But um, I have done some uh, teasers for free. Um, for instance, the teaser I just posted on my Instagram from Columbia, uh, they did not pay for that. Mm-hmm. I was on vacation right after their wedding, and I was so excited about their wedding because it was awesome. And I put together this teaser, and I like that teaser. I mean, it's just it's my favorite teaser ever made. And like, um, yeah, business is just yeah. Come here, we love mm-hmm. this teaser, so it's great. Um, so that's the thing. Like with uh, with with teasers. Um, I spoke for like, I had like an hour presentation at Vision Quest all about like teasers and like how important they are. Uh, I talked about how they're, you know, important for marketing, right? Um, But the cool thing is is they serve a lot of purposes. They serve um, showcasing the other vendors' work, uh, florist, uh, you know, uh, planner, um, design design, uh, furniture rental. So they get to see all the stuff really, really soon. Um, Obviously, the couples love seeing any snippets from their wedding day. Um, Gives them all the feels. Uh, But even so, like, it's a great client experience. Um, And also, like, any of their guests get so, like, it's cool whenever they see you at the wedding, they see what you're doing, maybe see your cool cameras, uh, and then they see this product, right? Like really soon after, there's a lot of hype around it. So um, yeah, I mean, that's like, in, that's invaluable just having that. So teasers have played a big role. Um, and then at Vision Quest, I talked about there's two kinds of teasers. There's like a recap teaser, which is pretty straightforward. It's like, this is what happened in the day. Everything's pretty and whatever. Mm. And then there's like what I like to call a hype teaser. And uh, hype teaser is like, it's just like something really bizarre that maybe is like not even like how the day really was, right? Your job is just to hype up this mm. event as much as possible. Um, mm. And maybe that's by choosing, you know, a really unique music, a song selection for that, like rap or like rock or blues or whatever. You take it more stylized. Um, kind of, like you go like full Quentin Tarantino on it and just like do whatever you want. Um, music irony, I think they call it. Right. Um, mm. and so, um, yeah. yeah. So with that being said, um, those are the kind of teasers and both teasers are just as useful. Uh, recap teaser, um, is, is just as useful, but I think it's more useful for people that were directly related to that event. 
Uh, and a hype teaser is uh, a little more useful for both categories, potential clients and uh, clients that were at the event uh, or potential clients, everybody that was at the event. Um, and so, yeah, so I love that you have been doing them. There's a guy in Dallas that, that it's included in his package. He does it for every single wedding the same night. So he's like at the reception editing it. And he saw this yeah. huge change in his business when he started doing that. Um, yeah. And so I offer them as an add on because with the black magics, I have to transcode footage and it's just, it's a little bit of a yeah, process. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but I love doing them because, um, you can mm. just really pick the best of the best parts. Um, and, and even try, and the cool thing is you can even try something so different and you can tell the couple, Hey, I hope you love this, but like your wedding film will be what you expect. But like, this is just a cool idea I had, you know? Um, and, yeah. uh, people, and, People like, I've never had somebody not like their teaser, even when it's like way out there, you know? So, yeah. Cause there's, there's, there's less pressure around it, you know? Oh, yeah. Especially thing. if they're it's not, not paying for it. If they're not paying film. for it, yeah. then it's yeah. like really less yeah, pressure. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, when they pay for it, there's a little bit more pressure, but still, yeah, it's yeah. not like the main product, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like the yeah. side thing. So, extra thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. We, we've seriously, we've uh, added a lot of teasers. Uh, I'd say there's mm. probably an extra. 15,000 a year from teasers. So, yeah. Um it's it's awesome and it's pretty yeah. it, even like the cool ones don't really take that long, you know, because you're just mm. picking like really the don't. best yeah. of the best stuff and yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Um and I think the the difference between um how hyped the couples are 1 to 3 weeks after the wedding versus 8 to 10 weeks. It's com- it's a completely different the, the way they respond to that product yeah. and how they share it and how they talk about it um, oh yeah it's completely different that the experience that, that difference in time yeah the experience yeah yeah it's crazy mm-hmm. everything can tie back into um your experience and bradford and i talked about it like if it, imagine if you had like a client where you had just a perfect experience from beginning to end like that client's a client for life they're going for all their friends right so imagine if you did that for every single client like imagine how like much you could just dominate like the industry you have amazing work and you have this amazing experience that people are talking about and your name is out there right it's awesome mm. so this is the yeah. goal right it's the goal yeah yeah and it's kind of it's kind of like um you like the way you take couples out for dinner is kind of the, the same like reasons i'm doing these teaser edits it's yeah. like it's like they've already like like paid for the film this is an extra thing but it's like it's kind of just like setting up great um not expectations but like it's setting up a great experience from the get-go so that when their full wedding film finally does land in their inbox yeah they're already kind of primed and prepped and ready for how they are going to respond to that oh yeah that's a great way of looking at it too because i mean that's yeah it's so true because like um one of the things that's important is to send like a follow-up email after the wedding like right after the wedding if you're not gonna do a teaser or whatever to say hey i had a great time whatever the case may be write your little spiel and then just you know give them an update like remind them because most people don't remember like what you guys talked about before the thing you know so like hey yeah. like your yeah. you know your film's gonna be like this long and this is when you'll get it and whatever the case may be so uh stuff like that goes a long way and dude the teaser is like awesome that's mm. so cool because like then they're like I, I bet when they get it they're just like what like this is yeah. crazy yeah yeah it, yeah <laughs> he <Absolutely>. said yeah <laughs> um 
Cool. All right. Um, now to talk a little bit about the film. I have oh, to you, plug in my laptop, right? which I thought was plugged in. My battery's almost dead. Hold on a second. Yeah. Fair enough. All good. Weird. Yeah, Sorry. Fair. I got like all the all the interruptions. Oh shoot. No, no, no. It's all good. And I'm back. Cool. Okay. Fantastic. All right. So to talk a little bit about the films themselves now, um, I kind of want to talk quickly about um, your kind of... Because your style is kind of known for um, a lot of your like editing techniques, you know, your quick cuts, your sound design, your overlays, um, your transitions. um, And it's all these kind of things. You say them separately. And it's the kind of thing that's like there are people doing these kind of like quote unquote gimmicky things but i feel like the way you use them isn't gimmicky and that it comes off as quite a premium high-end experience so what are you doing differently with transitions speed ramping um you know (laughs) trendy music um that's different to other people who are doing that um you know yeah because there are people Uh, it's not like you're the only person in the world doing it but the way you do it comes off premium and not gimmicky so thanks i don't even have a good i wish i that's the thing yeah. is like it's probably um, a, it's probably a lot down to gut and taste but if, lo, yeah, yeah like so let me like i was gonna say like a real like snarky comment and just say like <laughs> well like i like premium things and i think it's authentic yeah. to me how i do it so it feels premium right but yeah. that's really dumb um i just don't think like i will say this the edit is all about the feeling to me right mm-hmm. um and so um, remember earlier when I talked about uh, taking risk, like the, be- the more you know your couple, the, the more risk you might take or the less risk you might take because you know them mm-hmm. and you realize they probably are, want something a little bit more vanilla. Um, the edit is so much about the feeling and my wife knows this because I'll just sit there and when I edit, I don't, I don't apply an effect, go back like 20 frames and play it through. I go back like 20 mm. seconds and play it through to see if it feels right in that spot in mm. comparison to how you feel when watching the film, depending on what's happening, like audio or visual. So it's hard to like define like, uh, cause I'm not doing anything different, right? Mm. I'm, I'm actually doing probably a, a less technical good job of it than some people. Uh, but I feel this exact same way you're talking mm. about. I feel this exact same way about Alex Douglas and Whitney Douglas from sculpting uh, with time. They yeah. do those zoom yeah. transitions. And I think I've tried it. It's always yeah. cheesy when I do it. It yeah. never feels right. And uh, yeah. did you see their Palm Springs film? Uh, not Palm Springs. I'm sorry. Uh, the Breakers uh, film with all like it was like a big party. Yeah, I think so. Uh, with, they had um, a trailer, but they had like a full film as well. And the full film yeah. is probably my favorite film from them because it speaks to me. It's like partying, yeah. like and like cool. Mm. It, but they did two zoom transitions, and I was just blown away at how it felt right, right? Like when watching yeah. it, I, I wasn't sucked out. I wasn't like, I wasn't even thinking, oh, it's a cool transition. It just felt like that was the natural thing to do. Uh, and I've yeah. tried to channel my inner sculpting with time and tr- apply like even editing techniques and it never feels like me, right? Um, yeah. And so I always scratch it. Um, and so uh, w- the editing stuff, I only do stuff that I think is cool, right? Like, so if, if it mm. makes it in the film, it's because I thought it would work. Um, or I thought maybe the couple would like it or whatever. Um, but there's mm-hmm. like, cause even like the, I, I use Cinegrain for a lot of the overlay stuff. There's a company called Cinegrain. Mm-hmm. 
And I got that from White and Reverie. They use the same packs and they use them in a totally different way. Um, and so uh, I, I want to like, I wish I could like explain, you know, like in a much, a much more like um, this is what you do and this is how you do it. Um, but I think the, the, the biggest thing is like, I don't, somebody, they meant it as an insult, but I took it as a compliment. <laughs> Um, somebody was watching my films and left this review it was like, uh, oh, this is like, so whatever. It's some YouTuber guy who does like a lot of cool videos. Um, and I was like, I've literally never watched one of his videos. Thanks so much. Like <laughs> I just like did something cool that I didn't even know was like a thing. I just yeah. did it cause I thought it was cool. Um, and so Peter McKinnon, he's like, oh, this is like so Peter McKinnon mm -hmm. style. And so then I started watching Peter McKinnon stuff. I was like, oh yeah. That's awesome. But, <laughs> but before, when I edited that film, I had yeah. literally never even seen yeah, one yeah. of their films. Mm. Um, so I think yeah. the thing is, I don't take a lot of influence from outside of like uh, the world. I just think that you just try to do things and try to think outside the box. And the honestly, the best part about wedding films, and this should be a soundbite, the best part about wedding films is the box is like really tiny. So when mm. you kind of start experimenting, you don't really have to go that far to like find original ideas that other, that other people aren't using. Um, so I think that's kind of a really cool aspect on a, on a way that you can be unique and stand out. But the thing is just be really, be a really big critic of your work. And, and when you try something really, really judge it and say, does, is this right? Does this feel right? Does this feel wrong? You know? Um, and yeah, so, but I think everyone, yeah. So that's, that's, that's my hmm. thing on that. Just, yeah. I mean, Be I kind of because I kind of stuff. yeah, mm. yeah, because I kind of have an answer for why your films, why it doesn't feel gimmicky and why it feels premium, is because it has it, that so strong. It. It, it your films have a strong structure of story to start with, you know, okay. and I think that comes all the way back to how you are treating your clients and thinking about your clients and wanting to make unique films for them. You know, I was like to pull one out in particular, your like French Riviera elopement yeah. one there's this strong solid structure especially in the start of the film of like the story of them like taking their friends from new york to you know to france and stuff and whilst there's all these cool you know transitions and fun little um scenes yeah. throughout it's like you're you're telling a definite story and there's clean clear audio and and stuff throughout the whole thing i think that's the difference it's not just transitions and hype for the sake of it it's like there's a reason we're getting excited for this couple to take their friends to yeah france and yeah, stuff. yeah yeah I, I i so that reminds me and that's man that's um, can i use that can that be my answer from now on people ask me this please do please do <laughs> I'll, and I'll always give you credit i'll yeah. like i, I yeah. couldn't define this um but i will say one of the big things in the edit is like i'm always thinking like um for because that film it's so funny you pulled that film mm. out of there um that film I honestly will never edit another film. I don't want to say never. I probably will never edit another film like that because when editing, I'm always thinking like, does this feel like the couple, right? Yeah. Like, and for them, she's like mm. an Instagram girl. I'm like, you know, and so like it mm. felt right to, to kind of edit some of that middle section really playful and like whatever. Yeah. And, um, and like even yeah. the song choice, I was like, but this feels like them, you know? And that was mm. like one of the things they said that, oh my God, we love this music selection and like this section. Mm. Um, and so just keeping it authentic to your couple. Uh, but that's why it's so important to know your couple. I can't stress that enough, you know, like in, important to like to get to know like what are they into, you mm. know, like what do they hate to like what do they not like? I ask couples mm. all the time, like, what do you not like about my work? 
Um, is there anything that stands out from our films that you absolutely don't want? Because I want to make sure that I, you know, don't step into that and put too much of my own opinion in it. So, um, mm. yeah, so that that's a really cool thing. And it just reminded me, like, yeah, like when editing, I want to make sure that, like, it feels authentic or even just feels in the realm of like, oh, yeah, this this girl's bright and bubbly. Let me choose this little brighter song for this mm. or like whatever. Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So good times. Um, Sweet. Um, yeah. So you've so you've credited the film, you know, to mm. um, the best of your abilities in terms of um, what you hope the couple will will like. You know, you're yeah. stoked on it. Um, you're pumped. You think it's the best thing in the world. How do you then? How do you then show it to to the couple? Man, so you know, this is just, a great question. You just you just cut and paste a Vimeo link and flick it in an email. Uh, sometimes. Um, you're going to laugh because it's like, it's the weakest point of the, of the process, right? Of the experience. Yeah. Um, which really sucks. Um, but there is not a delivery platform that, that meets my standards. Um, and I, I like, I hate to say that. So you got Mediazilla, don't know what's going on with those guys anymore. Um, Mm. no offense if you use them. Uh, I hate their design, (laughs) their branding, everything. Uh, you have this new one called Wedflow. Um, Mm. it's very like, like hopeful, right? Um, mm. I, th- I feel like they mm. might have rolled out a little bit too early, um, but you know it's yeah. but it's really cheesy branding, um, and you can't do a lot yeah. of customization there. Uh, and so I have a friend though who told me, and I'm really excited. I, I don't want to. I'm not going to say anything because it may not happen. But he told me about what they were working on, and hopefully it's how he described it because it's it's tasteful. It's 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 the kind of stuff that I like, right? And just because I don't like branding doesn't mean it's bad, right? Because there's all sorts of brides mm. that like, you know, pretty films and like bright and airy. And so that other branding works really well for them. But I'm looking for something much more minimalistic, much more modern, um, you know. And so uh, right now, the weakest point is, uh, like I have sent some Vimeo links like last week um, in an email. <laughs> and, you know, I, I make it a I make it a, a hyperlink. So I, I don't, it's not just it says their names. Yeah, you know? you, I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, honestly, I, I think going forward and it's just one of those things that's like uh, one more like there's so many things on the checklist hmm. is just creating a custom page for each client or website um, yeah. and putting the Vimeo link in there and or the player in there uh, and maybe even some like grabbing some frame grabs and like putting them as there as kind of like a like a thing. I think that's going to be probably the best bet until my buddy's platform launches and it works out. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I think that for now that will like kind of have to. You could, I bet you could even put like a Dropbox mm. link in there for them to download it and stuff. So, uh, custom web pages yeah. is probably what we'll be doing for twenty twenty couples. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's something I've been looking into as well because there is the 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 actual hosting platforms themselves. That there isn't a huge yeah even Easy Flicks. Yeah, even Easy Flicks yeah. uh, was kind of hopeful, mm. but the upload, I'm having issues. I tried it and I was having issues with getting my films uploaded, kept behind errors and stuff. And they don't accept MOV right now. They're really early mm. in their launch phase, but um, it was kind of modern and I liked the design. I liked how easy it was. Uh, but then once like, so, you know, but the, well, the cool thing about, do you know John um, Bird from the UK? He's the one who, who like is behind easy flicks and i really appreciate it. he's putting a lot of like effort and taking input and stuff so that might be the soonest one but um for now there's nothing that, that meets my standards yeah. uh yeah um all good okay well so um i guess um besides the streaming platform itself um what are you kind of how are you kind of prepping couples just like verbally in terms of the email like what are you saying in the email um 
Is it just oh, like, just hey, here's the film? Happy. Yeah. No, yeah. no, just like yeah. super positive, like you know, like yeah. hyping them up a little bit, like saying how, like I'm so excited that your film's ready, yeah, um, and that I'm so excited to uh, get this to you guys. I, I, there's a lot of hard work that went into this, and I hope that it's everything you guys ever wanted and mm-hmm. more. Um, you know, you, whatever you're saying, just make sure it sounds like you. Don't don't go don't go into wedding mode if like your whole conversation's been pretty casual with them, and you're like. It yeah. was such a pleasure to film your beautiful love story. You know, whatever the case is. So yeah, yeah, real. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> don't listen to a podcast and then just replicate whatever the other person said. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyways, yeah, but um, just just keeping them hype. And uh, I, the biggest thing is I don't like, ever want them to think that I'm asking for like reviews or like uh, sign off on it. Right. Like when I present a product, mm. it's like the finished product. Um, I've had a couple instances where people have asked for very minute changes. The biggest change I ever had was somebody wanted a different reception song. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. not the type of person that's like, oh, I'm an artist. I'm sticking to it. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Like, like, let's get on the phone call and talk about, you know, like what you, like what you're feeling. It all goes back to feeling. What are you feeling? Like, what do yeah. you want to feel? Um, and so, mm-hmm. uh, with that, um, I want to make sure that I have happy clients. I don't want, you know, somebody out there. Yeah. I'm not going to charge them if it's small. You know what I'm saying? I just, my whole thing is like, yeah, yeah. you want them to be happy and you want them to like their film. Nothing's worse than delivering a film and somebody not liking it, which is just like the worst. So um, you just want to make sure mm. they're happy and, uh, and get them hyped up. And then, so my biggest thing is sending them an email that says like, it meets my standards. I'm so mm. happy to deliver it. Here it is. And then, mm. oh my God, it's the best film you ever saw. So that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so what, how would, I guess, because um, the the fact that you don't really sort of offer changes is something I want to quickly chat about and how that is, like how sort of, if you think about it from the client's perspective, how that would be potentially perceived for them because it's like, it's something that, you know, as a, as a customer might be quite nerve-wracking. You know, you paid a lot of um, money for this thing and it's kind of just like, ah, here it is you know like you know um so is there is there something in the fact that you are putting in all that work at the start and kind of um i guess getting the getting the couples confident that you'll be able to nail it on the first go yeah yeah yeah. i think it's all about your brand right um, if your brand mm. is a little bit more like order taking, like what, what music do you guys want? You know, what do you guys like? Um, you know, is there any speeches or vows that have to be included? Right. Um, and it, and all that goes back to like, what is the, like, who, like, what is your brand? Who is your brand? Um, remember mm. earlier I talked about people like hiring us to like commit, like commissioning us to create a piece of art for them. Um, that like, that's just kind of the general feeling <clears throat> that people have. Um, and so, um, the couple of times people have wanted changes, it's never like they, they just tell you and then you do it, you know, like and you and mm. you, you apologize and you're happy to do it. It's never like I mm. never fight it, you know, um, but yeah. I think that our brand is uh, set up in a way that is very um, we're going to get to know you. We want to know everything about you. We're going to be there on the wedding day with you. We're going to. Um, take all this into, uh, you know, into, uh, the post-production process and we're going to create a film for you that is custom and that you love. Um, and so, uh, it's not like, did we get your order right? You know? So I think yeah. that's just uh, a difference in the, the experience from beginning to end and what people expect. Um, yeah, for us, you know, for us, uh, also, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. 
have you ever had clients like what you're referring to, right? Is that something that's a little bit more common over there? Kind of like expecting to well, sign off on something? Cause I guess I've always offered, I basically always offered like one round of changes as, as part of my okay. kind of package. Cause I, I guess like as in, in my head, I was like, if I was the customer, like I'd kind of want that, I guess even just like that safety net of knowing if it didn't quite land that I'm not, up for more of a wallet hit just to, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and, but, but in saying that I hardly ever get changes come back. I yeah, pretty much totally. always hit it on the mark. So I'm, I am in, I am starting to think about cause, cause I, I, um, I got the idea basically from, have, have you watched that like Netflix series shifts table? Oh yeah. Chef's like, table. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So like the, 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 the idea of like the fine dining restaurant where you don't order off a menu, you go there because you like buy into the, the restaurant, the chef, everything, and they just give you the food. Yeah. And you're not sending it back. That's going, like I my don't entire like this. business you know, model. Yeah. Yeah. You're not like picking stuff off a menu. You know, you're not rocking yeah. up to McDonald's going, I'll have like a number two and a, yeah. whatever. Or even um, like a steakhouse you're, that's you're really go- good. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. 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 You know, I'm not, not, not to go, yeah, all the way down the chain. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just any, even, even just a, a nice restaurant where you order off the menu, you know, I'll have this yeah. and this and this, you know, compared to that, that fine dining restaurant experience where you're yeah. buying into the brand of it um, and you're getting excited for the mystery of what's to come. Um, and the fact that yeah. it's potentially something that you would have never picked for yourself. You know, yeah. Off the, and so off this the is this is something that it's hard to talk about kind of, but we're already there. So um, there's there. I'm gonna say two things. There's no right or wrong way mm-hmm. to create art or wedding film. And um, so that means there's like no good or bad. Right. Because there is a client for every style of wedding film that's out there. So mm-hmm. some clients and you know who the clients are because they're the clients that I don't like to shoot. They want to know exactly <laughs> what they're getting what they're buying they want to know they want to see your other work that all looks the same and that's a certain that's just other people's business and that's totally Mm -hmm. fine there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. but they want to know exactly what they're getting right and then there's people Mm -hmm. that that see our work and see how custom it is for each couple and how they can feel the couple's personalities in each edit and they want that and there's always a little bit of mystery in it but they know based on um history that this is going to be unique um, yeah. so yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of our thought process. And like you said earlier, which was interesting, um, you were like, in case it, you know, doesn't hit the mark, I'll make the revisions. Right. So you kind of use it in a sales way of like, uh, like, um, I'll be there for you. Right. And I use it in the other yeah. way of the sense of like, Hey, we don't really have this that often because we're so good at, at, at getting to know our couples. Yeah. Does that make sense? So same thing, just yeah. in a different mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Wicked. <laughs> um, cool, man. Love yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, cool. Uh, basically, we're getting near the end of um, the process now and starting starting to uh, wrap up the episode. But I guess the kind of the last piece in the puzzle in terms of the client experience um, is the final d- d- delivery, the wrap-off, um, whether you send a physical product or not, um, how you kind of wrapping up the experience for your couples um dude same thing 
what the heck can you send couples in a physical way that's of any value in today's technology world? You know, dude, I, you know, honestly, and this is like my end goal, like I have an end goal, right? Like my goal is to do Mm. 10 weddings a year, like 30 grand a wedding, right? Uh, But like really unique. Um, So here's the thing. The end goal is to send someone like an iPad with their film on it. I don't know why, because they paid yeah. 30 grand for it. You know what? I don't know. But like, that's like the only thing that I think adds value. Like yeah. those little, um, you know, now they have these little video player mm. booklets. And uh, oh, I've looked at those. They look terrible. Yeah, they look, I saw them in they person. Look, it's like low contract. Yeah. It looks like a Kindle. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> so mm. it's like, is this an ink screen on my video? Yeah. Um, no, they're not that bad. They're not bad. Um, so... The thing is, like, that's like the, but like, uh, I was talking to a friend, a previous client of mine. He's awesome. He's a name partner at a law firm here in Dallas. And so he's like really business minded. And we were talking, we were driving and talking. And um, he was like, man, when doing your packages, you need to only add things that somebody would pay for, right? So, like, perceived value is if somebody would pay extra for something. And um, I, offer usb like um boxes and stuff for 350 dollars. it's like so expensive i've sold a couple of them um but the thing about it is is like i found out when i had it on the thing people didn't even like when i delivered their film they didn't even ask like hey is my usb coming so i just realized i was going through yeah. all this hassle like ordering these custom things and putting them on there and their films on there and then mailing it and it's not actually a valuable thing so um so the first person who can come out with a deliverable, a hard copy deliverable uh, for um, video is going to be a very rich person. Uh, if they can ever figure out like a, a high quality way of doing it. Freaking photographers. They got prints they can give people. They got albums. Yeah. So, je- so jealous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, um, um, I, I have been quite excited for um, um, seeing. Uh, so one of the previous guests on the podcast, um, Mel, her brand is on. Um, okay till death um she's got a really cool like physical physical product it's like it's really cool like black um bubble bag yeah but it's it's not so much the um it's just like it's like a goodie bag it's she's got like custom like branded little like keychains and just like it's just like a little fun little swag bag for the couples to like get excited about and it's still like a really simple little metal usb with a branding like etched on it um yeah you know it's not about the box and stuff it's just about this cool little swag bag you know of, yeah. of goodies for the couple to kind of get it you know have arrive at their doorstep dude that's awesome i mean i think anything like that's mm. really cool I, the thing that i always that bradford and i struggle with is um mm. we want to always uh because till death by the way mm. awesome they're yeah. so good love their stuff um so the thing that that we always kind of struggle with is because there's services mm. out there that offer like you know, these types of things. Um, and it, it's, it's kind of just yeah. stuff, you know, mm. her sounds cooler. Her sounds like it's like everything's custom branded. Um, but you always try to think like, okay, like convenience, like I need to like, I wish there was like a service. And so it's always hard to find gifts for people. Um, and, uh, but one time I had this client, we had a great call and they were like big, like, uh, uh whiskey, like mm. uh, old fashioned fans and stuff. And they spent a lot of money. And so I ended up uh, sending them, uh, I went on to, uh, Neiman Marcus, which is like a luxury department store here in the States. And I found this, uh, this awesome, like uh, bar set thing. And it's like, and it's like rose gold with marble and stuff. And I sent that to him, dude, they, their yeah. reaction was like, 
worth the $200 for this thing. Like they were so excited. And this is like after they signed contracts, I mm. sent them a little note with that thing and they were like so excited. Uh, so there's a lot of value in sending um, like either after they sign uh, contracts, there's a lot of value in that or like in the final, in the final um, uh, delivery. Uh, so much is just like a well-rounded like wrap-up, right? Um, the thing that I, that I always want to do is I always want to make it like really custom mm. to the couple. Um, and so it's like so much, you have to like really pay attention and like try to figure out what that thing is throughout the process. And so it's fallen, you know, I always want to do it every time, but it's fallen. But a really easy thing you can do is after the wedding, uh, even if you don't want to, like you can send your email, but you can also send like a little handwritten thank you note. That goes a long way yeah. too, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, there's all, I mean, there's always these little things that people talk about that you want to do. And so I think the biggest thing is just getting the process down that works that you can do, uh, apply to all your clients, uh, and do it. So, yeah. Cool, man. And, and sort of, as you're sort of saying, like, you know, wrapping up the process with your, um, couples, are you a, like asking them for reviews or any kind of formal process around that? Or are you like adding them on social and keep and kind of keeping them like keeping in touch with them that way? Or yeah, we've been we've been yeah we add people on social like Facebook and Instagram usually like before they book yeah. or right as they book yeah. or whatever. Um, you try to keep you know pretty open lines like mm. just there. Um, and uh, the what was the other you said? Are you um, adding them on social? Oh, what was oh, the asking thing? for reviews and any kind of process around that. Oh, reviews. I'm going to start asking for reviews. I'm like the yeah, worst same, about man. that, right? But like, I think reviews are super mm-hmm. important, but I'm like literally the worst about asking for it, but I'm going to start doing it, right? Because you got to start leveraging uh, all like yeah. all that stuff. You got to start leveraging it, um, you know, to, to stand out in what's becoming a more and more crowded field. Photography, that's like the most crowded, yeah. you know, and videography, we're still really early yeah. in the game. Um, but it's, people are starting to realize and all these photo video hybrid companies are coming out, you know, so there's going to be more and more competition. So you want to find ways to stand out besides just making a better yeah. product. Um, so I'm going to have to start leveraging <laughs> yeah, all yeah. that. <laughs> to like put it out there in yeah. the universe. We, we have as, as, as videographers, we have had it easy for quite a long time where the market has been relatively, oh, yeah. relatively small oh, yeah. and we have been able to just lean on our product itself. You know, but we're starting to yeah. starting yeah, yeah. to re- realize. Okay, we happen to like do all the stuff that every other kind of b- business is doing. Where, you know, all those stuff outside the actual product. Itself. I know a lot of guys yeah. that are like not as good, yeah. right, yeah. and subjectively but, like good. Yeah, that are making a lot of money yeah. because they're good they at just the have hustle. Their shit, their business down. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. So. um Dude, this has been yeah. awesome, man. I mean, I don't know if there's anything else that we're covering, yeah. but like this is, I just love getting to talk with you and getting to chat with you and um, love your New Zealand vibes. <laughs> Thanks, man. Not Appreciate Australia. it. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. Okay, well then, um, I guess uh, to wrap us up, um, I got I got two more qu- questions. One of which love it. is um, we've kind of we've kind of talked a bit about it, but um, what are, what are you kind of still working on in terms of the client experience? We've kind of mentioned it a few times, but what's kind of missing yeah in that for you i think um having like a defined process right so like i think our pre-process is really defined like uh, inquiry fast response um we can always get better at fast response um and then you know all that but i think the post process of just like uh, always doing a handwritten thank you card um and uh always um you know uh like 
asking for reviews and just all like just all these like the last little touches uh, and i think a big thing is going to be finding some sort of gift to give people as like when they get their yeah. film um i know 31 films they do something really cool i don't know what it is but i know that they don't deliver digitally first they deliver physically oh, nice. first um nice. so the first time they get there and i'm sure it comes with like so i have this idea and this is this is really personal to me and so I always have these ideas that are really expensive. <laughs> like every time I think, every time I think I'm like, Oh, fuck. uh, but you know, I, I think that if you start, if you like justify it in your rates, right. You like take apart marketing you take apart, you know, all that stuff. It makes sense. So, uh, but my idea that I had, I don't know if I should say it, but I'm going to say it deliver physically first, like 31. Uh, and I'm, I always talk about, uh, my UGG sweatpants with clients because, um, I've never owned a pair of Uggs, but one of my wife bought me, um, Ugg sweatpants and they, I don't, I like sweatpants, but my Ugg sweatpants are like so comfortable. And so I started thinking about like delivering like some popcorn or, or something and some boots to always booze if they're drinkers, yeah. like some booze and some popcorn yeah. and Ugg sweatpants and say, Hey, put on these sweatpants. <laughs> we talked about them. I want to give you some, they're so comfortable. Sit on the couch, watch your film. I think I'm like, that's like the goal, yeah. right? But like it's going to be like $300 for client. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in home, instead of getting them to go out of their home, like in home, watching it and be really yeah. comfortable, and like then they'll always have these awesome freaking sweatpants to remember us by. So um, that's what I want to get. I want to implement that uh, and figure out cost effectiveness of yeah. how to do it. Cool. So cool. So every <laughs> yeah. videographer who's listening to this is now going to send their clients sweatpants and and popcorn and booze <laughs> and stuff to watch their film. Now, I love the idea. I love the idea yeah, of, of sad, physical first. Know. I have actually thought thought, thought of that too. Um, it's again, it's just, it's just around yeah. like building that hype up for the actual product itself. Right. So they're not just like watching it on their phone. Yeah. And who doesn't bus. like receiving mm. something in the mail? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's um, cool. fantastic, man. All right. Well, um, last quick question then to fin finish us off. Why is the client experience important? Give me, give me the, the best soundbite. Uh, we, we, <laughs> Yeah, so the client experience is so important uh, because in a world and in a market that's becoming more and more competitive, um, we have to find ways to stand out. Um, you know, our, our work can be the best in the business, um, but if you have an amazing client experience on top of that, uh, you're going to book more expensive uh, jobs and you're going to book weddings that people have bigger budgets and that can be really cool and you can have like just not, I don't want to say a better film, but you have the opportunity to have some really uh, inspiring films. Um, and so that's why client experience is so important because you want your clients to love you and to refer you to all their friends and you want people in the industry to talk about how you treat your clients and inspire others to do the same. Wicked man. Absolutely. Love it. That's, that's, that's it. Cool. That's yeah, it. that's my sound bite. That's your sound bite right there. That works. <laughs> yeah. Cool man. Fantastic. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to wrap us up. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming, awesome. coming on the podcast and having a chat with me i really appreciate it dude i really appreciate you having me on um hopefully you don't have too much trouble editing all that together cool. but um yeah that was a lot of fun cool. seriously i was uh very informative and loved it fantastic man i, I did just your feed to just drop out for a second there um but all good um th th thank it's you okay. so, so much <laughs> um yeah um if people want to find your uh, your work, um, I obviously they they already know all all about it, but I'll I'll pop some some links below to what we've um, to what we've talk, talked about. Sweet, um, yeah, cool. 
can I offer, can I, can you pop a link to my store where I sell my Absolutely. presets? Absolutely, let's do that. Presets. Cool. Like lots and stuff. You yeah. can do a 20% discount. Yeah, 20% discount too for all you guys. I'll create a code for we'll, And we'll pop that all below. Fantastic. Love it, man. Um, cool. All right. Sweet. Um, that's going to do us. And um, yeah, we will uh, see you guys next time. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Peace out. Done, man. Let's go.